Well, I just want to welcome everyone here to Embrace at all of our campuses. We're thrilled that you're here. My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here, and as always, just so excited that you've decided to come and worship with us here today. And today we're kicking off our new Christmas series. And before we get started, I just want to say to all of you people who do not celebrate Christmas until after Thanksgiving, basically to all the haters in the room, I just want to say that as followers of Jesus, we should actually celebrate the birth of Jesus like 365 days a year, don't you think? And so for all of you who haven't put your Christmas tree up and you haven't started listening to to Christmas music, I just want to say as your pastor, I'm questioning your relationship with God right now. Just a a little bit. Actually, I have not done either of those things myself. No, but again, today we're starting up our new series simply called Christmas Brings. And, And Christmas is a wonderful time of the year, right? It's one of my favorite times of the year. I can't wait to watch the movie Elf roughly 700 trillion times. But truth be told, though, oftentimes Christmas... It brings a lot of hard things to the surface as well. Christmas is awesome, but at times it brings a lot of hard things and feelings to the surface as well. Like for you, maybe Christmas brings grief. And every single year, honestly, each Christmas season, you just grieve the loss of someone that you love. A few weeks back, I had someone come up to me and say they'd lost their dad recently. And this is the first Christmas that they haven't looked forward to because they'll be celebrating without their dad in the room. Maybe for you, Christmas just brings feelings of loneliness. Every single Christmas, you're just reminded of how lonely you are. You're single and you wish you were married, or maybe you're married and truth be told, it feels like your marriage is dead, and so it kind of sort of feels like you are single. Maybe for you, Christmas just brings feelings of brokenness. Every single Christmas, you realize how jacked up your life is. Broken families, broken marriages, broken relationships, everything's just broken. I know for myself, if I'm honest, oftentimes Christmas brings all kinds of empty hype, and unmet expectations. I mean, as a kid, the buildup towards Christmas was awesome. Like, I could not wait for presents, right? And so Christmas service would come, candlelight service. It's like, can we get done with this as fast as we possibly can so we can go home and open up, up gifts? And yet, even if I got exactly what I wanted, there, afterwards, you're just kind of bummed. Like, even if you get exactly what you wanted underneath the tree, it's like the perfect gift that you've been waiting for. It's almost like a post-gift depression kind of sets in. And now, even as an adult, it's, it's different, but it's, it's still the same. You get all excited, and it's like Christmas this year is going to be perfect. And it's going to be great, and it's going to be awesome with family and everything. And then Christmas comes, and you're just kind of glad once it's over, Right? You're just kind of glad, and honestly, so often the excitement of Christmas that you once had is just worn off, and it's just become yet another season that you try and survive. Thankfully, though, hear this, there's more. I mean, Christmas, it brings us so much more than the things that we've been told, so much more than the things that we've been sold, so much more. Christmas, it brings us more. And so to get to the heart of things for our series, I just want to read some verses at the center of our series. And so if you would, open up to the book of Luke chapter 2. At all of our campuses, just want to encourage you to open up your Bible. There's something powerful that happens when we open up the Word of God. If you have your Bible on your phone, no shame, pull it out in church, all right? Bring your phone out. If you don't have the Bible on your phone, download the Version Bible app. It's not ours. Someone else created it, but it's awesome, so get that. If you do not have a Bible, period, at all 
all of our campuses at the info center, there's stacks of brand new Bibles. They're awesome. It's honestly the best Bible you'll find. There's no strings attached. You don't have to give us your email address, your firstborn child, nothing. It's free. Just take it and, and go. But bringing us up to speed on what's happening here in the book of Luke as quick as I can. In chapter one, we're told that God sends an angel named Gabriel to a young girl named Mary. And the angel informs Mary that she is going to have a baby and his name will be Jesus. But listen to this. Mary's like, um, okay, I'm not sure how that can happen because Joseph and I, we've never held hands before, let alone we've never partaken in the boom shakalaka, right? The translation according to Adam or something. And so how in the world can this be? Like, I think you must have the wrong lady because this is not possible. And the angel replies and explains that, no, actually the Holy Spirit will come over you. And he tells her, basically, this child will come from God himself crazy, right? And so all that happens, and then in chapters two, in chapter two, the story continues on, and picking up our part of our our story for the series, uh, here is what we're told. This is chapter two, starting in verse eight. It says this, that that night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, when suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. Again, just picture this. It's the middle of the night, all right? And there's a group of shepherds out in the fields. I mean, some farmers who lived in the fields are watching their sheep. They're doing their thing. Some of them would have been sleeping and it's dark when all of a sudden an angel appears, like a real angel appears before them and the sky lights up and these shepherds, needless to say, are terrified. Like they are scared out of their mind. Completely insane, right? And so, so that's what happens. And then listen to what the angel says to these shepherds. Verse 10, the angel says, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news. I'll bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by the sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Again, this angel declares today, I bring you what? Good news that will bring great joy. I bring you good news that will bring great joy. This word great can also translate as a large abundance of, a grand scale of. I bring you good news of great joy. Jesus, he has been born. So for all of us here today, what is one of the things... This is just one. What's one of the things that Christmas brings us? Christmas brings joy. Christmas brings us joy. Now today from this, we're going to try and keep things really, really simple today. And I just want to highlight two different truths around joy. Two basic truths around the joy that Christmas brings. And the first truth is this, and it's really, really simple. Don't miss it. Joy is found in Jesus. Again, this is so simple. It's so elementary. Joy is found in Jesus. The angel tells us, I bring good news that will bring great joy. Jesus, he has been born. One more time, joy is found in Jesus. Now, when it comes to joy, joy is one of those things that all of us are searching for, isn't it? And maybe you'd use the word happiness, but in life, it's something that we're all searching for. And as Americans, one of our founding rights, like one of our core basic rights as a human being in this country is the pursuit of happiness. I mean, we're all just looking for joy, and we so badly just want to be happy. And so oftentimes, we'll look to a person for joy. And it's like, if I could just find the perfect spouse, if I just had a family, if I just had an awesome group of friends, then I would have joy. Or we'll run to our job or our status in hopes of finding joy. 
And if I could just get this one promotion, if I could get this, this certain position, if I could just get to this place, if I just had a certain amount of followers, then I would have joy. Or we run to money and stuff, and it's like, if I just had this certain thing, if I just had a bigger house, a nicer car, like a, a new boat, like if I just had this and that and this and that, if I just had more, then I would have joy. I just know if I just had this, it would bring joy. Or we're waiting for a certain day to come. It's like, I just cannot wait until the day that I finally graduate. I just can't wait till the day that I get married. I can't, I can't wait till the day that I have a baby. I can't wait till the day that I finally retire. I cannot wait until I finally win the lottery and then I will have joy. And here's the truth. We might find joy for a moment, especially in the wonderful blessings that come from God himself. And yet even with those things, the joy just never ever seems to last, Right? You know, like, I've found that even with the best of things, once I get exactly what I've wanted, it often feels the exact same way it did on Christmas Eve after opening up presents as a kid. You get exactly what you want, and then there's this feeling of, now what? It's almost a miserable thing. It'd be better not to get exactly what you want, because at least you could wake up in hopes that that thing's finally going to deliver. But when you finally get exactly what you want, now what? Like, okay, but now what, you know? And I'm just guessing that a bunch of us are here and we've been to this place and we've tried looking everywhere, including some places that we now regret to find joy. Decisions and things that we've done that we only wish we could take back. Actions that destroyed our lives, actions that hurt the ones we love the most. I mean, we tried looking for joy and all we found was brokenness. Again, all of us are looking for joy, and honestly, this search is maybe what brought you here to church today. Maybe it's what brought you to church three years ago. One of the main things that I often hear from people is some version of this. Adam, I kind of sort of have everything. My my, my life life isn't perfect, but I kind of have everything. I'm married. I got this job that I've been working for. I got the picket fence. I got the house, and yet I'm just kind of miserable, and I have no joy. And I should be so happy, you know, like, I should be so happy. Like, I, other people have it worse than I do. Like, I have it exactly how I, I want it, and, and I'm not happy, and there's something missing in my life. Like, I'm not sure what it is, but there's just something missing, and I just thought I'd give God a chance or something. I'm not even really sure what, why I'm here. It's like they chased after the American dream, and I, I'm so grateful for this country, but they chased after the American dream, and the American dream didn't deliver what it promised chased after the dream, and it just did not deliver joy. And maybe, just maybe today, that's exactly where you're at right now. I don't know what is wrong with me. Like, I'm just kind of miserable. I just don't know what's wrong. Like, I should be so happy. Like, I just just don't know what's wrong, and I can't fall asleep at night because I'm just dreaming up crap to worry about. Like, I don't know what is wrong with me, but I'm just looking for joy. It's kind of crazy, but joy is one of those things that everyone is searching for, but few people find. When once again, the truth is that joy, great joy is only found in Jesus. I mean, instead of constantly looking for all kinds of different things to find joy in and never finding it, instead of being miserable, instead of just continuing to pile up regret after regret after regret after regret, Christmas reminds us that a large abundance of, a grand scale of great joy is found in Jesus. And get this, Jesus, he doesn't just offer us joy. Instead, he, God, is joy. 
And he doesn't just give us joy like he's got a certain amount to give away. Instead, he's the source of it. Like, do we want joy? Jesus. Do we have no joy? Jesus. Do we want more and more joy? Jesus. I mean, basically, the closer and closer that we get to God, and the more that we fall in love with Jesus, and the more that we trust him instead of ourselves, the more joy will begin to fill and fill and fill our lives. Overflow it. Practically speaking, how does this look? Like, how do we spend more time with Jesus? It's maybe opening up the Bible and reading. Where? Start with a psalm a day. Where? Start in the book of Luke and read one chapter a day. Just opening up the Bible, coming to learn a little bit more about who God is, coming to know his promises and his truths. Not reading the Bible and learning to take an exam of some kind, but instead coming to know the heart of God just a little bit more. Reading the word, it's like, God, I just want to learn a little bit more about your heart, the God who's crazy about me. I just want to learn a little, little bit more about your promises. I just want to know a little bit more about your truths. How, how do we get closer to Jesus? Maybe it's helping someone. And as we're serving someone, as we're loving someone, just telling God, Jesus, this is for you. Like, I just want to love people. Why? Because you've loved me so well. Like, I just, I, have to, I just have to extend grace. Like, I just have to serve. I just have to love because, God, you have extended so much grace and so much love to me. How do we get closer to Jesus for myself? Each day, it's just looking for the moments here and there in the midst of craziness. Anyone else have a crazy life? Just looking for those moments, those, those five minutes, those 10 seconds just to acknowledge Jesus. Just looking for those moments in each day, just to honestly, in between a meeting, just to take a moment just to worship Jesus. It's like, God, there's so much to worry about. There's so much to stress about. I'm worried about all this different stuff, but in this time, I'm gonna worship you. Just finding those moments in every day just to talk with God. Look, Lord, I just wanna share what's on my heart. I just wanna tell you the things that I'm consumed with. I just wanna share some things that I'm embarrassed about. Just those moments to notice Jesus. Those moments when it is within each day just to, to tell Jesus just how much we love him. Lately, I found myself just in those moments throughout my day, whether it's in my car or five minutes before a meeting, just taking those moments just to, to whisper, Jesus, I just love you. Like, I just love you so much. I don't know what I would do without you in my life. Like, I just love you so much. And in these moments, among a bunch of other things, Jesus, he just begins to fill me with his joy. In those moments, he just begins to fill me. The closer I get, he just begins to fill me with his joy. And I can't imagine how our lives would change. Like, I can't imagine how much joy we would have in our lives if we ran after Jesus like we do with all the other things that we're hoping will fill us but never do. One more time, joy is found in Jesus. So that's the first thing Christmas brings us joy, and joy is found in Jesus. And then secondly, here's the second truth that I want to share. When it comes to the joy that Christmas brings, hear this, oftentimes we'll need to fight for joy. Oftentimes we will need to fight for joy. Again, Christmas brings us joy, but so often we will need to fight for joy. I don't know about anyone else, but in each day, like every single day, there are countless things that will try and steal our joy. Am I right? Like the moment we, you wake up, whether it's reading a bad email before you've even opened both eyes, you're somehow reading your email, whether it's a crazy email that you somehow get, it's like, who is this? Why are they sending me hate? You know, like, why are they doing this? Whether it's that or, or a random kid walking into your bedroom that is covered in some kind of body fluids, you know? 
It's like, away from me, Satan. Like, I haven't even woke up yet. Get away from me, Satan, you know? Or throughout our day, like, throughout our day, it's crazy drivers, right? Crazy coworkers, crazy people on Facebook, crazy people in general. Sometimes it's like, is your calling in life just to be a joy stealer? Like, is that what you call? Were you called by God to be a joy stealer? It's kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but joy stealers. Both of them are evil. Both are evil. If you're a Steelers fan with us, Jesus welcomes all, including the worst of sinners. So, I'll stick to my notes. I'm sorry. No, but seriously, though, growing up, for me personally, for me personally, I would have said that joy was my strong suit. Honestly, if you would have said, like, what's your strong suit? I'd been like, gosh, I'm, I'm pretty average about it, everything. Maybe joy, you know? I just always, I've been fairly optimistic. When Becca and I first got married, she used to get upset with me because I didn't get upset about things. She's like, no, I'm upset, so you have to be upset so we can be upset together. I'm like, but I'm not very upset right now. So it didn't work out. So it was always my strength, you know. I, I just never got angry about things, but I found that the more life I've lived, the less natural joy has become. The longer I've lived, the less natural joy has become. And it's almost like life has a way of just kind of beating the joy right out of you, doesn't it? You wake up and sometimes you're like, man, I did not expect that. You walk to the office, the same jerks there. It's like, man, like I didn't, what, like what the heck is going on? Like, are you kidding? You really drive like that? It's crazy, you know? <laughs> just like life has a way of just somehow, some way, just like beating the joy right out of you. And just being honest, there's been times where I'll just see the bitterness in my own heart about something. Or I'll just hear the jadedness in my words. You know that feeling? Where you can just feel like you're breathing fire. And it sounds really nice, but it's not, you know? Just hear the jadedness in my words. Or I'll just see the ugliness in my life as a whole. And at times, it scares me. It's just like, when did I become this person? When did I become this? And I just begin to see my need, my deep need for God's joy. There's those moments where I'm just so needy for your joy. And out of like the core of who I am, I just begin to pray, Jesus, I'm so dry, I need your joy. I'm so dry, like I have nothing to offer anyone, my kids, my spouse, my coworkers, I am so dry, I need your joy. I have nothing to give. I'm desperate in need of your joy. I do not want to be this person anymore. I need your joy. And for all of us, after being walked on and hurt and wronged and lied to, it's just so easy to become a jaded, cynic, cynical jerk, isn't it? Just a jaded jerk. I mean, does anyone else ever daydream about body slamming random people? This is a safe place. Anyone else just kind of daydream? You wake up, and you're like, can I body slam you? Okay, that's a bad thought. Okay, I'm going to tuck that back in, you know? Just you go in, and you're like, what in the world is, is, is happening here? It's like life is so often... Life just steals our joy, and I haven't even mentioned things like cancer. So often, life just steals our joy, and I haven't even talked about marriage problems. So often, life just steals our joy, and I haven't even mentioned trying to get pregnant for months, possibly years. So often, life just steals our joy, and I haven't even talked about losing someone we love, and it hurts in ways we can't explain. I haven't even mentioned those things. I haven't even mentioned the unexplainable hurt and pain that life can bring. And sometimes it just feels like it's one thing after the next, after the next, and the next, and all of it just so easily kills. It doesn't just steal our joy, it kills our joy. Again, so often we just need to fight 
We need to fight for joy. It's like, regardless of what I'm going through, Jesus, I choose you. And regardless of what today might bring, I'm keeping my eyes on you. And regardless of what I'm walking through, even through this, I'm choosing you, Jesus. I'm choosing your joy. It's like in our marriage that feels dead and through this season and in this battle and today and tomorrow and the next day, Jesus, I want and I'm fighting to have more and more of your joy in my life. And I'm not giving up. I'm not gonna become a jaded jerk. Instead, I want more and more of you. And I'm not laying down. I'm not gonna walk away from you, Lord, because of the season. Instead, in this season, I'm gonna worship you even more. Even in my doubts, I'm gonna worship you. Even in my questions, I'm gonna worship you. Even in my pain, I'm going to worship you. And I'm not gonna lose my joy and say, Jesus, I'm just gonna get closer and closer and closer and closer to you. And here's the truth. So often when we think about joy, we think about something external and we think about our circumstances. And so maybe we think about a trial or a difficult season finally coming to an end and us having joy. Or we think about not having any stress or worries in our life. So we, we think about that day when our life will finally be perfect, which isn't a reality. But get this, the joy that comes from Jesus, true joy, it's not based on our circumstances. And it's not about our lives being all fine and dandy. I mean, the Lord never promised us that if we follow him, that our lives will be great. He actually says the opposite. Instead, joy, the joy that comes from Jesus, it is constant and it is unchanging and it starts within our soul. And his joy, not ours, begins to fill and overflow our lives from the inside out. You see, happiness is a feeling which comes and goes and being happy is great, but joy is so much deeper. Joy is so much richer And when we stay connected to Jesus, when we're connected to the source, our joy, it never, ever has to run dry. And so no matter what the day might bring, no matter the storm, no matter the highs or lows, no matter the crazy people we cross paths with, in Jesus, the angel announces to a bunch of shepherds and to all of us as well that Christmas brings a large abundance of, a grand scale of great joy great joy. And it may not always be easy, which is why at times we need to fight for joy. We need to fight for it. This week when I thought about about people who have true joy, there was all kinds of different folks that came to mind. But honestly, the very first person that came to mind for me is, is Shannon Peck. And if you don't know Shannon, Dave and Shannon have been a part of Embrace for years. Shannon is one of our eKids coordinators at Sertoma. Sir Toma represent, you know. And uh, well, about two years ago, Shannon found out that she had stage stage four lung cancer. The worst, right? She's never smoked, got this crazy diagnosis. Three young kids, just hard, crappy news. And on behalf of so many people, I just have to say, man, I hate cancer. Anybody else just feel that in your core? Like, man, I hate cancer. But since day one of this diagnosis, all I've ever seen in Shannon is joy. And not fake joy, but true joy. The other day I was at the Sertoma campus before the services. They have a huddle there. And they just spend some time sharing and and getting to know each other and also sharing some prayer requests. And I was at Shannon's table. There was like four or five of us. And one one of Shannon's requests, actually the only request she had was for her skin. 
They think that the chemo has burned some of her skin around her neck and around her ears, and she just asked to pray for it. Didn't make a big scene of it, just, man, it was just, you'd swear she asked something really small of how she shared it. Just, would you pray for my neck? And so just to be clear, this hasn't been easy for them. Dave and Shannon both have truly had to fight for joy. They've had to battle for joy. They've just had to fight to have it in their lives. And so she's not in denial of what she's facing. Instead, one day at a time, she's just kept her eyes on Jesus. Like just one day at a time, it's almost like, give us this day our daily bread, Lord. You know, one day at a time, I'm keeping my eyes on you. Well, on Tuesday, Shannon posted this on Facebook. I thought it was just simple but powerful. She said, tomorrow morning, I'll have my three-month PET scan. And Thursday, I'll get the results. Oh, big sigh. It's going to be good no matter what. I don't know what it was, but I just read that. It's like, no matter what, there's joy. No matter what, God's in control. No matter what, the joy found in him, it is constant and it is unchanging. It's powerful to see joy lived out, true joy. Now, closing things up today and switching back to us, as we've been saying this Christmas, we celebrate the fact that Christmas brings us joy. The angel announces to us that in Jesus we have a large abundance of, a grand scale of, there's good news that brings great joy. And I just want to say what this means for all of us is not putting on a happy face. That's not what it means. Having joy doesn't mean being fake and putting on a mask. I mean, for far too long we believe the lie that when we come to church and when we approach God that we have to act like our life is perfect when it should be the complete opposite. I mean, honestly, some of the stuff that we're walking through right now, some of the stuff that we're carrying this Christmas might flat out suck. I'll say it for you. It sucks. I'm sorry. It sucks. As a brother in Christ, I grieve that you're going through it. It might suck. And so it's not about being fake. It's not about putting on a happy face. Instead, hear this. The good news about Jesus is that in the midst of our hurt, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our stress, in the midst of our crap, in the midst of our loneliness, in the midst of life, in the midst of this broken world, God so loves us that he sends us his one and only son, Jesus. And in Jesus, we are offered joy, a grand scale of joy, a large abundance of joy. It's constant, it's unchanging, he offers us joy, and it may not always be easy to have this joy, And that's why at times we need to fight for it. We need to fight for it. Again, the good news is that God so loves us. He sends us Jesus. He sends us joy. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, Heavenly King, we come before you just in awe of who you are. God, I pray this Christmas, whether we've heard the story one time or we've heard it since before we came out of the womb, God, I pray. I pray you would help us to hear this story as if we've never heard it before. I pray there would be something that would come alive in us that in the midst of all the craziness that we discover who you are, we discover the joy found in you. And some of us are walking through some dark seasons. We're in some dark places right now. And joy seems to be something that we can't find. Like we've looked for it, but we just can't find it. And we keep hopes that we'll find it somewhere behind this place or underneath this or in something else, God. We just keep searching, but truth be told, joy is found in you.
God, I pray today that you would fill us with your joy. This Christmas, you would fill us with a joy that's unexplainable, that we just have this deep sense of joy in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our struggle, that we just sense you with us, that you'd be so close to us, God. Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you for sending us Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen.